John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. For sure. Uh, John's had some good news. Uh, Yes. His family have been reunited. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time coming, to be fair. How long has it been? It's been, well, we did, so from the 3rd of January till the 8th of November. And it's been delayed because of the the British Home Office and visas and the coronavirus and everything yeah, else. Just everything, everything that could possibly go wrong kind of went wrong. Global pandemics and... You have to. You have two daughters. One of them was in Japan, and one of them was in England. And yep. your wife was in Japan. And now you've all been reunited. But let's come on. Tell us the truth. Do you wish that all three of them would just fuck off back to Japan? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I haven't because because we're in a lockdown. I haven't missed out on any uh, parties or anything or going to the football. So I think once the football starts again and the pubs reopen, then I might have a different opinion. But at the moment, we're quite enjoying it. <laughs> Although saying that, this morning my mum and uh, my mum and dad have taken have taken out the kids out for a, a bit of a run around in the woods, so uh, it's a bit of quiet time. Uh, so the the kids are out. You're alone at home with your wife that you haven't seen for ten months. Yet you're talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> She's not happy about it, as you can tell. <laughs> I think it was her idea, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, on that note, listeners, we were supposed to record last week on l- last Sunday, I think. Um, uh, but uh, John couldn't because that was the day his wife arrived and she wasn't arriving till the evening. But but there was a chance, yeah. Yeah, we thought we might be able to fit it in in the morning. So, uh, but we couldn't. John was too busy. Fair enough. There was a chance. There was a chance that she wasn't going to be able to fly into Manchester. So when she got to the airport, they were going to decide whether or not she had to go to Heathrow. So I had to deal with all that. So instead of a sort of there was 50 a minute, stress. fifty minute journey, it would have been a three and a half hour journey. So yeah, and I had to go to work on Monday, which was not good. But luckily, it turned out all right. So. It worked out well. Yeah. Because we were expected to record last Sunday before his wife arrived, I made a new jingle for for John and the reunification of him and his wife, who haven't seen each other for months, have had no physical contact. (laughs) Um, I made the jingle, so I think it's only fair that we play it. But John, I think, did enjoy it probably last Sunday, did you? No, I didn't. I haven't listened to it. Oh, you haven't listened to it? No, not at all. So, John, oh, press right. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You press play. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't listen to it. Um, I, I told John it. not to listen to it because I didn't. I thought we'd do it live on air. I thought you wouldn't be able to resist. Apparently, uh, my jingles aren't that hard to resist. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm pressing. I'm pressing play now. 
John McBride and his wife have been forced to live in separate countries for a long time by the evil British Empire. But finally, his wife has now received her visa and she will be able to move to England. They will be able to resume physical contact. It's the sexy time countdown. <laughs> One day to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if I'd have heard that first, it would have definitely put me off my stroke. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I probably should. I probably should use it. I should probably play it. Keep the wolf at the door. <laughs> <laughs> See as it's been 10 months, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might not get... You might not last for the whole song is the problem. No, well, yeah. I think uh, hearing you say it's a sexy time countdown would have definitely sort of wilted any sort of passion I had. What my missus would think with me on top of her <laughs> panting away with headphones on. <laughs> I don't think that's the, quite the romantic reunion she'd have been imagining. <laughs> I was sort of like, I mean, number one, I just like making a jingle. So that was really the, the main reason I did it. But the bonus kind of uh, thing was that I was really hoping that when you eventually did again make love with your wife, <laughs> that at some point during it, it <laughs> that jingle might enter your head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well. Anyway, I'm not going to ask you explicitly if you have managed to, but I think we're just going to we're going to assume that you have. Yeah, I'm a happily married man. I don't know if she's a happily married woman. <laughs> yeah, she's checking flights back to Japan as we speak. Well, I mean, you you asked her just before we started recording this. Are you happy to be in England? And the answer was nope. <laughs> nope. She said nope, and then she said, and John is balder than he was before. <laughs> See? Yeah. I think she doesn't understand how bold, going bold works. I was like, what did you expect? I wish I'd, I wish I'd, instead of saving all that money to fly her over, I'd just gone and spent two grand in Turkey having my head done. <laughs> yeah. She's obviously been paying a lot of attention to Wayne Rooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go bald, but then it grows back eventually. Yeah, if you've got 50 million quid in the bank. <laughs> one, of the th- one of the things that made me laugh last week was, um, so the airport was pretty dead. You know, I was waiting for... My, my missus had transferred in Helsinki in Finland, so I was waiting for her to come through, and eventually her flight landed, but I knew she was going to be one of the last because she had so much luggage. So as we were waiting for her, you know, different sort of Asian people kept coming through, and Emma kept getting dead excited. But then after a while, it was um, a load of sort of Asian people in, like, hazmat suits. <laughs> and, oh, um, right. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out my missus <clears throat> had sent me a picture, but because there was no... Wi-Fi it hadn't actually sent, but when I turned on, when she turned on her phone again, I actually got a picture. So when she was in Helsinki waiting to board the flight to Japan, um, all these Chinese people just kind of started getting dressed up in hazmat suits because they were going to the UK. Um, oh wow! So they weren't they weren't like a single group. It was just like loads of different people were carrying these. Like it looked really? like really, yeah, they looked like the crime scene, sort of all white with sort of yeah, yeah. With, yeah. So it's quite bizarre seeing them all coming through to the UK. You know, I mean, especially you could say because they started it, but uh, sort of bloody ch- <laughs> <laughs> bit cheeky that. But, the one uh, who smelt it dealt it. A bit of that yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, an overreaction, possibly, I would say. And like, if you're so worried that you're going to go and wear that kind of hazmat suit or a huge mask, just don't travel. 
Just no. stay at home then. I mean, come on. Well, quite a few of them, because I was sat, you know, waiting. Quite a few of them were going to um, different universities. So there was like people from the universities there to collect them. And I'm like, well, universities oh, are see. a hot, hot bed of it, and you're going to be locked down. So yeah, yeah, you know, you're not going to be wearing that suit 24 hours a day. I like the things you see on the uh, on the news about the universities. All the the only pictures they show you is the outside of like dormitory windows with people having made signs like "beer needed." Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, up Owens Park in Manchester was a big student area. They built these kind of fences that it just made basically made it look like a concentration camp oh, right. so, so the students pulled them down as students want to do <laughs> to, to be fair i mean it would be a good thing if students did concentrate yeah <laughs> good old concentration camp gag i get it. <laughs> should i say what's on today's show then <laughs> yeah let's go <laughs> if you're gonna say what? we've got a packed show like a concentration camp <laughs> Uh, well, it's a jam-packed show. We have, of course, the burning question. We have a top tip. And we have some musical comedy from Adam Gilliard. And a whole lot more. Uh, but, of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. It's time for the news. So, John, what have you got for us? Uh, this is a story from the Daily Mirror. Um, it made me incredibly angry. But, okay, so I want you to try and guess what the missing words are, do you think? So, mum demands babysitter pays how much compensation for doing what, do you think, to her kids? All oh, right. So, the babysitter... So, can we <laughs> can we rule out that the kids have... I mean, are they still it's nothing alive? Horrific. Yeah, it's nothing horrific. Okay. Mum demands, <laughs> demands babysitter pays 10 quid for killing the kid. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's more upbeat than that. <laughs> okay, okay. So the kids, the kids are the kids are fine. Yeah, the kids are fine. Okay. Well, the mum the mum doesn't think so, but uh, I, this is what made me angry. I think the mum's a silly cow. <laughs> okay, so the the babysitters have done something, and the mum's not happy. So, ha- okay, has the babysitter dressed? For example, has the babysitter dressed up a boy? in like a princess's costume or vice versa or something along those lines? No, um, but the family was a nine... Well, the the kids that were being looked after was a nine-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl, but it's got nothing to do with sort of swapping gender roles or makeup or anything like okay. that. Okay. Uh, uh, is it to do... Have <laughs> they given them like a semi semi-permanent tattoo? <laughs> no. <laughs> so there's no body modification. So there's no haircuts or tattoos or piercings. <laughs> did did they give them like junk food, feed them like too many sweets and coke uh, that they weren't supposed to have? Well, yeah. So they, she's fed them something that they weren't supposed to eat. But they're oh, not Jewish. Okay. Uh, they were, they're not Jewish and they weren't Muslims either. So they've had sausages then. <laughs> Well, basically, oh, no, they've not okay. had sausages. <laughs> so, a babysitter has refused to pay a mum emotional support money after she fed her children chicken nuggets without ever being told they were vegetarian. Oh, oh I see. So, the, so, ah, right. So, the kids are vegetarian. Yeah. But listen to so it says the 19 year old said she's been babysitting for two years and was recently asked by a new family to look after their nine year old boy and seven year old girl. She says the pair were perfectly behaved during her time in charge. 
So when they requested a chicken nugget Happy Meal for dinner, she decided to reward their good behaviour. So the kids have asked for it. They've asked for right. chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Um, Sneaky. But both the children and their parents refused, uh, sorry, failed to mention that they were vegetarians, leading to a blazing row when the mum returned to find her kids eating chicken. The babysitter explained, so the mum came home early and saw her children eating chicken nuggets. She literally ripped the nuggets out of their hands and started screaming that I'm horrible for allowing her children to eat dead corpses and yelling at her children for eating the meat. She kicked, right? So she kicked me out without paying me and then later texted me to say that I need to pay her, guess how much, for each kid for the emotional damage I have caused them. And if I didn't, she would take me to court. Well, for a start, it's ridiculous because the kids asked for it, so they have suffered no... The only emotional damage they've suffered is from the mum screaming about it. Stop <laughs> eating corpses! <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna use that at some point. I've got to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, slap, slap a chicken nugget out of your kid's hand and scream uh, stop, it. Stop eating corpses. <laughs> um, but so it's yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. The kids wanted it, yeah. so there's no like the the mum is obviously pushing her agenda onto the kids. But yeah, um, so how much does she? How much has this delusional woman asked for? I. Because I mean, the, the babysitter was what, of course 19? this this story this story is in America, so of course it's in dollars, uh, and it's a, uh, it's a round number. So it's an, she's asking for money from a nineteen-year-old, so she knows that the nineteen-year-old isn't going to be loaded, so it's not going to be ridiculous. I'm going to say five hundred dollars per kid. Well, she only asked for three hundred. Oh, okay, <laughs> three hundred dollars per kid. Oh, she should have aimed for much higher. Oh. so the babysitter says I I refused to pay the money, and I told her that she should have told me that she was vegetarian and I would have made sure to completely respect her family's diet choice. But since she didn't tell me, it's not my fault, right? She said that I shouldn't just assume everyone eats meat. <laughs> but, uh, of course, this was uh, this was on Reddit. Um, so the babysitter said, the threat of being taken to court did not scare her as both her dad and her brothers are lawyers. But she went to Reddit to ask advice and, you know, it's genius as always. Yeah, People yeah. said they should sue her for you know unpaid wages um, yeah, was, yeah. you know sensible people saying it was her responsibility to tell you the kids were vegetarian i bet i'd be willing to bet she's pulled this stunt before to get out of pain and maybe try to get some extra cash uh, i find it weird that neither kid mentioned they didn't eat meat and they actually wanted to eat a happy meal it sounds like the children are abused <laughs> then somebody else had put no wonder the kids were so well behaved i bet they're pasty as fuck being vegetarians <laughs> they've probably not got energy to misbehave <laughs> Merlin Trotter commented uh, surprised the mum didn't want one million dollars per kid it is the USA which stands for the United States of Attorneys <laughs> oh see what you've done there <laughs> is there anything that a babysitter would fit like in the realms of like realistic food is there anything that a babysitter could feed one of your kids that you would not be happy about uh, no mine don't have any allergies so it wouldn't really matter to me uh, well I mean obviously you wouldn't want them just feeding them loads of sugar <laughs> and then pissing off all before the kids have gone to bed <laughs> yeah or alcohol yeah but I think like that would that, that's fair enough like no alcohol against the law to give a minor alcohol but no I think I'm I'm with you I don't think there's much that if anything that, I, that I'd forbid them being given yeah fuck it I get it if you're with a kid and the kid won't shut up <laughs> feed them something they want to eat 
and then they shut yeah. up for a little bit. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. really easy. Well, my my sister's vegan, but her kids, um, whenever I look after them, she says you could just feed them chicken or whatever, and they they love it. You know, I make them chicken burgers, and they're all happy. And yeah, that's why they always want to go around to Uncle John's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call you Colonel yeah. John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh it just made me so angry that story i just thought that woman is just such a silly cow the irony of her coming home to find her kids eating a happy meal <laughs> <laughs> and that's her reaction <laughs> did did it say whether she followed through with the lawsuit or did she chicken out <laughs> hey, there we go <laughs> that was j and s in j news Time for some music. Today we're featuring Adam Gilliard. We had him previously on the show, so we're happy to welcome him back. Actually, this week he's just got a brand new album out. You can find the music video for it on YouTube. Check Adam Gilliard. Uh, he's also got albums on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Today's song is called Good to Forget from his album Nursery Rhymes. But I beg to differ when your eyes are kept shut The grass is kept greener And though the truth is the truth And it won't go away It'll only spit at you if you stare at his face So turn your back on yesterday The past is the past So just let it fade Out of sight and out of mind And all will be well and all will be fine Now take heed of my lesson And you'll no longer fret it's well worth remembering that it's good to forget. Adam Gilliard there, thank you very much, lovely stuff. So you can find more of his work on SoundCloud and Bandcamp.
John and Sam's Top Tip. Hi, I'm John, and this is my Top Tip. If you haven't seen your partner for a long time and you're worried about premature ejaculation, get your friend to release a really horrible jingle which makes your penis wilt. It's a sexy time countdown. Jesus Christ! Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Alright, and now it's time for this episode's burning question uh, where we asked, what is the most ridiculous examples of sexism you have been exposed to or you have seen? Quite a few people got in touch on, on this one. So, uh, who got in touch then, Sam? Uh, yeah, Laura got in touch on Facebook. Uh, she said the most ridiculous example of sexism that she was exposed to was that she would somehow give birth to my brain, dreams and aspirations by having a second child. Quote, <laughs> quote, you probably won't want to work after having baby number two. <laughs> yeah. And she adds three fist emojis, which I, I don't think she's using it to say word. I think she's meaning punch. <laughs> yeah. um, so on Twitter, we got... Uh, Long-time collaborator of the show, uh, Pete Siddell, he said he went gendered profile cards at a speed dating event. The men's cards were black and plain, the women's cards were pink and decorated with a cute pattern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I know that Pete's in Japan, and that's, I mean, to be fair for here, that's pretty much par for the course, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Joe in Kanazawa on Twitter also got in touch. Uh, he said, I just bought four rice bowls, uh, empty ones for the kitchen, and I noticed one was about two millimetres smaller than the other. Uh, I asked why, and the lady in the shop said, the smaller one is for women. <laughs> <laughs> two millimetres. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Dog of God said, buying clothes for my daughters as young children, it's all frilly or pink or very tight-fitting. As somebody who's got daughters, I agree with that. I was just trying to find my daughter some sort of shorts during summer to wear that, you know, she's only seven, and they, all they could sell were like these ridiculous hot pants. Um, but Dog of God commented, uh, because, well, John and Sam replied, some kids at school where I'm a teacher laugh at me where I wink, wear a pink shirt. That was you, because uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't wear pink shirts. <laughs> I don't think I could carry it off, to be fair. But the Doggo got replied because they've been conditioned by what they see in the store. Boy and girl colours were promoted by clothing manufacturers after World War Two in order to increase sales because too many families used hand-me-downs. So there we go. There you go. So it's all about the money. Bit of trivia. Oh, it's always all about the money. <laughs> Joe in Kanazawa from the, the rice bowl one before, uh, at the end of his tweet, he also wrote uh, that example that he gave. He said, it's not the best, but the best doesn't paint him in a good light. And I said, yeah, <laughs> I said, it's really good, but I'd love to hear the best. And then this was his best um, example of sexism that he has seen or been exposed to or indeed committed uh, he said well when i was five i chopped off the end of my finger in a door uh, 
while at the hospital, we were waiting for the doctor. When she finally arrived, I said, that's not a doctor, that's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Joe says, 34 years later, I still feel deep shame. (laughs) Uh, He replied afterwards, "The, the finger eventually recovered, but the shame... Oh, the shame. <laughs> Sounds like he hasn't got over that one. Yeah. Um, Sally Ann Fellows, a stand-up comic, she said, um, a guy said to his mate in the front row audience as I walked on stage, oh, no, they didn't tell me there'd be a woman. <laughs> Which... Uh, I hope I hope she gave uh, I hope she gave him some stick right back. Uh, I'm sure she did. Uh, Bob Worley on Twitter uh, said, I went to a new condo open house in Tokyo. They had two layout plans. One had a bigger kitchen, and that layout was called Mrs. Kitchen. <laughs> Joey Kanazawa said, um, I should add, my wife is in favour of sexism and regularly asks me to open jars. Yeah, I get a fair bit of uh, jar opening requests going on. Yeah. Glad to say that I still have the ability, but for how much longer that will last, I cannot be sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure, pretty sure your your ability to grip something and twist it is not going to diminish anytime soon. <laughs> How about for you? Um, well, I had this only wouldn't I wouldn't put kind of rank this as the biggest one, but I had one just today, literally today. Uh, we popped out for lunch. We went to a ramen restaurant. And while we were there, I uh, got a one-year-old baby. He needed his nappy changed. And I said, I'll do it. I'd finish my ramen because I'm a greedy pig. I'd slurped it down much faster <laughs> than everyone else. So I said, I'll do it. So I took uh, took the baby off to change. And I got to the toilet. But the men's toilet in the ramen place didn't have baby changing facilities. They only oh, had yeah. the baby baby changing facilities in the women's toilet. So... <laughs> to disturb my wife during the middle of her noodles and ask her to, yeah, change that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do miss that sort of stuff about Japan. <laughs> there was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> as a man, you just get it so easy, don't you, sometimes <laughs> in Japan? In in England, is it the case now that every restaurant would have baby changing facilities in both toilets? Yeah, a lot of the pubs and stuff I've been to recently, or they just have a designated sort of gender-neutral toilet that you can use for baby changing. Right, So you do do see dads quite often going in and changing babies' nappies. My Japanese mother-in-law was still in awe that I was able to do all that sort of stuff when Emma was a baby. (laughs) She used to regularly chastise my wife for not doing it, (laughs) you know. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. How about for you? Uh, well, being a father with two daughters, it's like, a, well, that, you know, not being able to buy her just normal shorts to play in because uh, everything's just geared towards sort of looking sexy when you're seven years old. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I quite often in school, you know, kids have obviously been conditioned that boys can do certain things, girls can do others. I had some gender imbalance well gender balance training the other day and, uh, <laughs> we featured it on the last episode <laughs> yeah so i was trying to i was trying to implement it in my classroom and on friday there was activities to do and it's differentiated so there was sort of an easier worksheet a middle worksheet and a more difficult one and so i said right you know gonna take it and then all the girls just literally went for the the easy one and you know, quite a few of them went, well, it's science. Girls can't do science. And I was like, quite, what? 
Yeah, but then some of the boys were taking the hard one and they're just idiots. So I was saying to him, look, <laughs> you know. Look at, you look need at Kevin. Yeah. He's thick. Right. He's <laughs> thick as pig shit. He's so thick he doesn't even know what he's taking. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, yeah. It does make me sad that, you know, even my daughter, she'll say certain things that, oh, but that's, only boys do that. Was she talking about picking their nose? Yeah, well, no, my... <laughs> My youngest who's come back, I don't know where she's got it from, but she finds it hilarious um, to pick a nose and pretend to wipe it on you. I don't know. This is some sort <laughs> well, of new sign of affection that she's picked she's up from spent somewhere. I don't know what she's watching. She's with your wife, so I mean, I can only assume <laughs> that she's got it from there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's been going on. Filthy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Horrible little child. I mean, well, I, I remember I used to do stand-up and talking about there are certain differences between men and women, as much as people hate it. And this girl in the audience was kind of arguing with the point with me. And I and I kind of said to her, I, I guarantee you, I can tell you one thing that men enjoy doing that women just definitely don't. And she just wouldn't have it. And so the answer was, men, and all men do, we love uh, pissing shit stains off the back of a toilet bowl. <laughs> and she was apt. She was absolutely disgusted, which just proved my point. <laughs> And that's all for today's show. It just leaves me to say uh, thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Adam Gillian for providing the musical comedy. Uh, if you want to see, his, if you want to find his stuff, uh, it's on uh, Adam Gillian at Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Uh, also, uh, thanks to Ellen. Uh, last episode, we featured her uh, jingle. She sent us a jingle in. Uh... <laughs> And last time I forgot to say thanks to her because I'm a terrible and horrible human being, but this time I have remembered and it'll be in this episode too. Uh, Yeah, so thanks Ellen so much for sending it in. You've got a beautiful voice. And listeners, if anyone else wants to send us in a little jingle, you can do it a cappella. Or if you've got musical skills, then feel free to tinkle on the piano. I mean, play (laughs) the piano. Um, uh, We'd love to hear any contributions you've got. Also, uh, thanks to everyone who got in touch with the burning question. Uh, but most of all, thanks to you all for listening. Right, and so that leaves next episode's burning question, which is, um, has a partner ever developed a new sort of habit that you find? Uh, well, let's just leave it at that. Once you've started dating someone, has a partner developed a new habit? <laughs> Does anyone get the idea that... John's partner has arrived from Japan after 10 months with a new habit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to find out what that is. (laughs) Right, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right, catch Catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. 
it is time to go That's the end of the show Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should join in Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about we're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Stop eating corpses!